Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, it's another AI Ottoman. AI Ottoman, stop saying that, you people down there. Retro Friday, so another episode from the vast AI Ottoman. AI Ottoman, stop saying that, you people over there. Archive. This is Series 2, Episode 1, from May the 17th, I think, 2010. What happier times they were. I mean, it was probably awful in its own way, but. Could we have foreseen where we would be in 10 years? Did I know I'd have two kids and be married? Oh, oh, and all the pandemic and stuff, I guess, yeah, as well. I suppose that's pretty bad. We haven't got any jokes about Dominic Cummings in this episode. That's all I can remember about it. So if you like these, please do keep listening. All the money we raise from advertising will go towards paying the cast, finally, for their work 10 years ago. Apparently, they really need the money as well. Ha <laughs> ha, they're idiots. And uh, also the Heckle the Virus campaign as well. So thank you for your support in listening to these again, or for the first time, if you were too young 10 years ago to hear them. Let's face it, you weren't. And let's sit back, relax, and enjoy a retro as it our cars taught me. As it occurs to me. Please welcome the man it's all occurred to, Richard Herring! Oh yeah. oh yeah, we're back. Don't you worry. Oh yeah, baby. Here we are. <laughs> welcome to show one of series two of AI Ottoma! Yes, it's the internet stand-up and sketch show written, rehearsed, performed and released, unedited, into the ether, all within the space of just 48 hours, which would be impressive if the whole thing wasn't such complete fucking shit. <laughs> Still, we managed to divert people's attention from that by swearing! <laughs> Cockholes! If we were on radio or TV, not only would we be prevented from saying cockholes, with good reason, as it transpires, but we would have had to wait for some committee of fat cat executives with brains, executives with brains full of smegma and less comedic understanding than Justin Lee Collins' fingertip to cogitate and prevaricate and take months or years to decide if we get a second series. But thanks to the unique way that AI Atoma is, is funded by the menagerie of misfits, Doctor Who fans and serial killers who... 
pay to come and see us every week live at the Leicester Square Theatre. We can just rock up and do more any time we like. Yeah, fuck you, the BBC. <laughs> fuck the lot of you. We don't need you. Though, uh, thanks very much for letting me do the Six Music Show on Saturday mornings. <laughs> and uh, don't let those comments, those comments put you off me doing the Radio 4 show that is under consideration at the moment by one of those smegma-brained committees. <laughs> Please let me be on the telly. I just want to be on the... I'm only doing it to be on the telly. And please welcome the sellout liberals forming a coalition and progressive alliance with this evil, self-serving capitalist enterprise prepared to do anything I say as long as I give them a nice job title and the illusion of power. (laughs) The Minister for Buttons, Emma Kennedy. Hello. Hello. The Deputy Minister for Unemployed Leprechauns, Dan Tetzel. Hello. And the Chancellor of Unobtainable Daydreams, Christian Riley. Now, yeah, okay, some people have criticised us for forming a comedy show with someone as depraved and wrong as Richard Herring, especially when he could clearly not have done the podcast on his own. But we feel, but by being here, we can curb some of his worst excesses and possibly introduce a, a couple of sketches about kittens or butterflies, you know, <laughs> time permitting. There's no time for those these this week, uh, Dan. But, sorry, maybe next. Thank you, Herr Herring. But you know, we we are making a difference. For example, in this week's script, uh, Richard had written one sketch in, in which I was supposed to say, "All women are whores, and I am a whore, and I love big cocks and sucking on them and then gargling their salty jizz <laughs> round my mouth like it's a brackish mouthwash." Mm. <laughs> delicious but I thought this was sexist and demeaned me and all women and men and I used my powers to have it taken out of the show it was a victory for feminism and common sense Emma you should be proud just remind us again of the line that you successfully removed from the script yes it was all women are whores and I'm a whore and I love big cocks and sucking on them and then gargling their salty jizz around my mouth like it's a brackish Mouthwash, mmm, delicious. Yeah. You won't be hearing in that, that in the show, thanks to no. Emma, so it's all dead. No, you won't. I'd just like to add, as a musician, I'm prepared to do anything you tell me as long as you pay me. Don't worry about that, Christ. If the last series is anything to go by, each of you is going to be earning a cool almost £85.12 and 12 pence a week in return for your immortal souls. Ka-ching. As it occurs to me, if you pay peanuts, then you get monkeys. But if peanuts are a little bit pricey, then for eighty-five pounds and eleven point eight pence each per week, you can get Dan Tetzel, Christian Riley, and TV's Emma Kennedy. <laughs> So, bearing that in mind, if any of you have £85.11.8 pence and want to hire out any of the cast for the day, then do get in touch. Uh, they can do any DIY jobs you have around the house. They can write humorous accounts of a childhood camping trip with their parents. Uh, read out hastily written scripts in up to three different accents. Or unpouch their clack a dacks and let you take photos. Uh, They've done all these things for me, so I'm sure they... Just email me at herring1967 at googlemail.com if you have a job for them. They're like the A-team in that respect, (laughs) similarly. But remember, they work Mondays, and only Mondays. As it occurs to me, tell me why I don't like Mondays. Oh, it's all right, I've just remembered. I'm unpouching my clack-a-lack-a-dack-dack now for you, Mr. Herring. But, um, I do my own stunts. But uh, this week's show was put in jeopardy, as yesterday I was in Foy in Cornwall, or Fowey, as it should be called, reading from my new book, How Not to Grow Up, available at all good bookstores and some rubbish ones as well, at the Du Maurier Festival. I was due to fly back, but news was the evil Icelandic volcano had spewed more of its plane-destroying ash into the air, and I was afeared that my flight would be cancelled. And there was no other way to get back to mainland Britain from the far-off island of the Cornish. 
without getting a plane. Would I make it back in time to do the show? I'm going to guess that you would, yes. Well, don't be so sure about that, Dan Tetzel. I might be a hologram. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't actually think the technology yet exists to make a hologram with that much density. <laughs> or width. Or with that horrible hairstyle. Most of them have quite horrible hairstyles, to be fair. Anyway, I was terrified I might not be home in time. I love this show so much, and I knew there would be almost a dozen heartbroken nerds on the point of suicide if I didn't make it to the theatre. So I designed and built a volcano-seeking probe with a vacuum cleaner attachment, fired it towards Iceland, where it came down into the volcano, spinning around and around in the crater, (laughs) sucking up the ash... As it went and finally, gone round and round it went and finally coming to rest, blocking up the flume at the bottom. I can't help wondering what that would have sounded like. Um, did, did you make a recording what, of, of the probe spinning around and around in the volcano? Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear that. that spinning around. Spinning around. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I had the foresight to record this historical event, the probe spinning around inside the volcano. And you know, it sounded a little bit like this. Five, four, three, two, one. Blast off, we have blast off. That's the Hoover. Hoover in the app going round and round. Hoover up the ash. Spinning, spinning round and around. I promised you. Yeah, check on, you twats. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't the roulette wheel sound effect like you thought. I tricked you with my brilliant comedy mind, and no one can be so clever. We actually have a sound effects budget for this series. Yeah, but you've used it all up in producing that one sound effect. Yes, I have. And I'd argue that that sound effect will be more difficult to use over and over again in different scenarios. Will it be more difficult? <laughs> Yeah. Have a listen to that. Sort of, well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Quite, that. it's quite specific. You could use it in a sketch about a rocket, taking that as a rocket, and if it explodes right. and on the launch pad. And the astronauts are doing some hoovering. They're doing some hoovering. Yeah. Is that, ha- that, that happens in the news. We're going to be glad. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna, yes. Take that, Space Shuttle. I tell you, it's good. You wait. I don't think we've heard the last of the spinning, vacuuming pro. Exploding in a volcano. I sort of think we have. Yeah, I think we have. Well, maybe, but the roulette wheel is over. No! Here is the very CD, look at it. It's got, that is the CD that the roulette sound effect is on. Here we are, on! It's gone. Smash oh, it. It broke that up pretty well, effect. didn't it? That was the real one. That's it. There's no way of recreating that sound, I would imagine. <laughs> This is a new series of AI Ottoma. And we're not just going to fall into the trap of endlessly repeating the same jokes over and over again. Really? Because that worked quite well in the last series. And you've already rolled out the repeat of the AI Ottoma. AI Ottoma thing, yeah. And clack-a-lack-a-dack. No, forget that. That's, it's going to be all new stuff. No roulette wheel. That's, that's over. Oh. There's going to be no tiny Andrew Collins. He's out. He's gone. Ah, fuck him. Fuck him. He's gone. No, that is so the last three months of 2009. That kind of stuff. I've, I've moved on from that kind of stuff. I find it a bit childish and embarrassing. There are going to be no pumpkins. Oh, that's gone. That's on. gone. No, yeah, you've gone. got to do the pumpkins, Rich. That's the only funny thing you've <laughs> ever done. <laughs> And let's not forget that only came about because of an accidental slip of the tongue. Yeah, you, you've only done one funny thing and it was by accident. Yeah, you can't get rid of Cumpkins, Rich. That's your trademark. They call you Richard Cumpkins Herring. And weirdly, they called you that before you said Cumpkins. Never mind about that. Stop saying Cumpkins. We're not doing Cumpkins on this series. If we just keep parroting the exact same catchphrases every single week, it won't be long before we build up a following, become the most popular popular sketch show of all times make millions of pounds and then decide we still don't have quite enough money so do an advert for the nationwide building society as well we don't want to go down that way with money and success people don't want me to keep on doing the pumpkin thing do you 
No, you don't. Is that what you want? You want me to go come? Is that what you want? Me just saying cumpkin? Oh, is that it? Cumpkin, cumpkin, cum. Oh, ha, ha, ha. He's so funny. Oh, he said cumpkin. I love it when he says cumpkin. Isn't it brilliant when he says cumpkin? Is that comedy? A man just saying cumpkin all the fucking time. Every single fucking week to hide the fact that he can't think of anything else to write about. What's wrong with you, a bunch of fucking idiots? It's cumpkin. It's going to be all new stuff this year. Yeah, but what new stuff? Just say cumpkins and then let's collect our 85 pounds 11.8 pence and get the fuck out of here it's all people want from you Mr. Cumpkin no more cumpkins Kennedy you mawkish suck pig <laughs> we've got all new stuff this time around I've got a whole raft of new ideas so alright what have you got this time so, loads of stuff too many to name one thing name, but name one thing well, alright well for example off yeah. the top of my head this week this time Dan Tetzel we're going to be doing dumpkins oh. yeah <laughs> Dumpkins. Yes, yeah, a whole new bit. Dumpkins. That's what all the kids are going to be saying in the playground tomorrow. Don't you worry, they'll be going dumpkins all. It's a whole new thing. I'm going to regret asking, but what are dumpkins? <laughs> Don't you even know that yet? I do. I've known for ages. <laughs> According to UrbanDictionary.com, the definition of dumpkin is this You make a jack o' lantern. <laughs> get at least five men to dump in said jack o' lantern, and then get a woman to put it on her head. <laughs> So nothing like a cumpkin, then? No, it isn't. No, because, Dan, because a cumpkin is a, is a pumpkin full of cum. But at least five men's cum. But a dumpkin is full of men's faeces. Yeah, uh, at least the f- different. different faeces and sperm, it's they're dis- different. It's it's different things. Five it men's faeces. It is disgusting. <laughs> is it? Yes. Is it? Is it? Is a pumpkin full of shit on a woman's head really any more disgusting than a pumpkin full of sperm on a woman's head? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Both are disgusting. But shit is more disgusting. I disagree because sperm is a beautiful, powerful thing that can create life. Shit is a waste product, so that is a better. Sperm to waste sperm is a, an affront shit against God. Shit creates life. It Chris, doesn't. Chris can grow on well, it and mushrooms. Grow, can still grow in it inside the pumpkin, can't it? There's nothing like to stop it poop. doing. The, who would like. Who thinks that. Don't, do you think? What do you think? Do you think a, a pumpkin full of sperm is more disgusting don't than a pumpkin full of shit? Don't ask a man. Ask is, a fucking woman. Which, She's the one who's going to wear the fucking thing. thing. If you had to have one of these things you on your head, no, you can't say neither. Oh, if you had to have a pumpkin full of shit or a pumpkin full of sperm on your head, what? Decide which now. Which would you choose? Sperm. She wants yeah. sperm. She wants sperm on her head. Five, men, five men's different sperm. She wants on that. You're prude, you're all prude. It's not disgusting. If five men, one women and a jack-o'-lantern get together and decide they all want to get all shitty with each other, then that is a beautiful way to express their mutual love for each other. As long as the five men, one woman and the jack-o'-lantern have all consented. (laughs) Sorry, how can you tell if a jack-o'-lantern has consented? Oh, you can tell. (laughs) You can tell. How can you tell? You can tell, my friend, you can tell. It pulls like, the jack-o'-lantern pulls an excited face and all its teeth go jagged and a, a candle lights up inside its head. They all look like that all the time. That's because they want it all the time, the bukkake-loving coprophiliac pumpkin horse. As it occurs to me, same shit, different pumpkin. Yep, it's uh, all new material now, that's right, it's... Don't worry that that was essentially a Lee and Herring routine from 1998. Uh, but anyway, his... But with two people questioning me about it rather than one. Anyway, his... Very different. It's a new idea. Anyway, here's some of the stuff that has occurred to me this week. Tuesday. Accountant Paul Chambers was fined £1,000 for leaving a joke message on Twitter in which he said, Crap, Robin Hood Airport is closed. You've got a week and a bit to get your shit together. Otherwise, I'm blowing the airport sky high. Uh, the CPS said it had, take, had to take this threat seriously and prosecution was in the public interest. And you can understand why they felt like that because most terrorists announce their intentions on Twitter, don't they? Do you know, to, to give the authorities a sporting chance. Uh, do you think, like me, that Robin Hood Airport were a bit pissed off that so far the terrorists seem to have seen them as a bit too insignificant to blow up? And so when someone, anyone, expressed an interest in doing so, they had to leap on it. See, it's worth us having that security guard here. He isn't just to stop people stealing pens from Smiths. Is it? What a waste of everyone's time for a stupid joke. I'm so angry that I promise I'm going to try to blow Robin Hood Airport sky high. Just to clarify, I'm going to try and blow it sky high in the same way the big bad wolf tried to blow the brick house sky high like this. 
I might not succeed, but I'm going to try. I'm not, I'm not going to do obviously that stupid. I'm going to blow Robin Hood Airport sky high, I promise. By which I mean I'm going to p- perform fellatio on everyone who works at Robin Hood Airport, especially the security guard. He does it. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to blow Robin Hood Airport sky high with a massive bomb. Even though I have no knowledge of or access to explosives, I'm still going to do it. I'm joking. I'm not joking. I am joking. <laughs> you know, I think we need police and prosecutors who are able to distinguish between a joke and reality. That's my. That's why I think we should be getting it. Or they should be consistent and, and, and punish everyone who says, I'm going to kill you. They should be locked up for conspiracy to murder. And every fat, ugly man who's imagined having sex with Rachel Stevens and Lily Cole in a hot threesome without express permission should be sent to prison as wannabe rapists. That's most of tonight's audience gone, I have to tell you. And... It, if you're going to prosecute everyone who makes an unfunny joke via an electronic medium, then as it occurs to me, it's pretty fucked, I have to say. So uh, I am going to blow Robin Hood Airport sky high, though. I'm not joking. Your move, CPS cockholes. Tuesday. I went into my Leeds book reading under a left-wing Labour government and came out to discover that somehow we were now being led by right-wing Tories, including spoilt bastard from viz-faced, overprivileged, smegma-brain tosspot Michael Gove. <laughs> who, when my armed anarchist rebellion happens sometime next week, will be first up against the wall after I have bummed him with a chair leg. <laughs> I'm not joking, CPS. Your move. Yeah, like many people of left-leaning persuasion, I was surprised to see that two of the first proposed policies of the new government were to sp- scrap both ID cards and the new runway at Heathrow, things Labour had supported, which was confusing to me. It appeared the new right-wing government was going to be more left-wing than our previous left-wing government. And yet left-wing people were mourning the loss of our right-wing left-wing government, even though it was possible the new right-wing government was more left-wing. I don't know who's going to be the new leader of the Labour Party, and I don't want to tell them their job, but I'd suggest the first thing they do is to maybe try and make their party more left-wing than the Tories again. And if that's not too much to ask, then maybe think about making it more left-wing than the Liberals as well. It's just a thought. Saturday. Multi-millionaire stars of Little Britain earned yet more cash by allowing their characters to appear in a new advertising campaign for Nationwide Building Society. But don't judge them too harshly, because David Williams really needed that money for his new wedding. And subsequent divorce. As it occurs to me, Christian, could you please insert a humorous stick that somehow relates to the last item in the script? Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's more of a kind of request. I was trying. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, just time for a quick celebrity endorsement. Hello, uh, it's me, uh, Gordon Brown here. Uh, No, I've got a bit more time on my hands. I'm delighted to hear that my uh, favourite podcast, the A.Y. Ottoman, A.Y. Ottoman, are back for another series. Uh, If you want me to come on one time and do one of my jokes, uh, I'd be more than willing. Uh, I know people think I'm a bit... uh, of a funny daddy, but really, I, I, I'm a regular Paul Squires. Uh, no, no, me neither. Just uh, the other day, I was saying to my wife, not my kids, just my wife, how it's funny that a, a man got a criminal record for saying he would blow up an airport, and yet I actually blew up loads of people and buildings in Iraq and Afghanistan. In an illegal war, I actually got paid for doing so. <laughs> How we laughed. Maybe you had to be there. Uh, So good luck with the new series, Richard. I am your biggest fan. Honestly, that was a disaster. Whose idea was that? I should speak to the showrunner. Was it it Sue? Was it? I hate Sue. Why do we? Why do we keep employing her? Sue's fucking. She smells as well. And that herring bloke. I mean, what an unfunny big twat. He's just a big twat. I just want to be Prime Minister. Let me be Prime Minister. Please let me be Prime Minister. The ex-Prime Minister, Gordon Brown, there. His jokes. He did one of his jokes. It's long, but he did well. Anyway, we can't edit it down. It's too late. Anyway, anything... Hey, Dan, good to see you back. Have you... Uh, good... Where did you go when Gordon Brown was I don't know. Okay. Just... Uh, <laughs> That's out the back. Okay. Anything occurred to you since the last time we did one of yeah, these three or four of... months ago? Yeah, lots of things have occurred, but I'm yeah. not going to tell you about them because a man on the internet after the last series, said I died on my ass every time I was me. Aww. So, no, he can fuck oh, himself. That will give him nothing. No, but what he doesn't know is that I'm like Mark Wooten. 
But this, it's, it's all a character. It's an annoying thing. I'm actually um, very much more interesting than I appear. <laughs> I just like to keep it all, you know, private. Yeah, he was right, wasn't he? <laughs> Beat that, Christian. Anything that happened to you in the last four months? Actually, I've just remembered I was doing a gig at Lancaster University. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody in the front row. I was going, hey, what do you study and stuff like this? And, and after, at the end of, he said what he was studying. And then there was a pause and he, he looked like he was going to say something. I was going, what, what? And he went, AI Ottoma. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's just completely killed me. I just didn't know what to say to it. Like, yeah, yeah, Surely yeah. you said back AI Ottoma. <laughs> yeah, but nobody would have understood. Oh. <laughs> it was the one you, un- you underestimate was, the power yeah. of... Oh, many, many fans. Uh, anyway, has anything... There's it's been four Lancaster. months yeah, or something. Four, four months. or five months. Yeah. Has anything funny happened well, to you? Well, do you remember in the last, the last uh, show of yeah. the, the Series 1, I said, I'm going to do a marathon. Do yeah, you remember? I do. I did it yesterday. Yeah, I did. And um, it, was, uh, it was the Moonwalk Marathon. I don't know if you've, uh, you've heard about it. It's, it's basically you start at midnight and it's predominantly women and you do it in your bra. And uh, because it starts at midnight, sort of, and you're walking through the streets of London, you sort of encounter increasingly drunk people <laughs> as you're going uh, through the streets. And I think it was around about mile six, uh, there was this man who was extremely drunk. And he was sort of staggering across the road, and he was staring down in that way that sort of very drunk people do. And he suddenly looked up and saw 15,000 women <laughs> in their bras. <laughs> bearing down on him and he just went fucking hell whose head night is this Emma Kennedy who lives the life of a lives a sitcom life Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But, uh, something has occurred to all four of us, didn't it? Last Monday, all of us together, which hasn't happened before. Uh, because, uh, as it occurs to me, had been nominated for a prestigious Sony Award for the best interna- internet show. That's right, you should look impressed and be silent and be down to silence, because it is impressive. Uh, but did we win? No, we didn't. Shut up, Kennedy. <laughs> I was trying to build up some suspension. Yeah, I think if you'd won, I think it's safe to say that the first ten minutes of the podcast would have consisted of you like running around with the award shouting, Oh, justice, take that up, Stuart Lee, who's your daddy now? <laughs> oh, take on, bend over, take it, fat boy. <laughs> I mean, it's a rough approximation, it's obviously... It's not as good as the Gordon Brown, but... Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you if we won or not. We didn't! We didn't win! It's a surprise for the sketch. But we all got to go to the awards ceremony, and now we'll recreate the night here for you with all the cast playing themselves, if that's not too Ooh. big a stretch for you guys. Let me loosen I up. I don't think I can do it. You don't, we just have to be you, Christian. I, just, I don't have the range to play myself. <laughs> just got to well, give it a go. You're probably better than you think at being you. You've hardly got anything to say, anyway. Monday. So the uh, Sony Awards has a big posh black tie do uh, in the 
in a hotel in central London. Now, as regular listeners will know, the only awards that I've personally won in my 20-year career are a Games Master Golden Joystick, <laughs> the Kings of Wessex Ex-Pupil of the Year, 1995, and the Daily Telegraph Worst Comedy Experience of 2005. <laughs> I was hopeful I might break my duck today and win an actual proper award. A lot was riding on it, because you might not know this. The Sony Awards have cost me £200 to enter. Uh, it cost each of the cast and our producer, Ben, £200 to attend the ceremony, where you got a little bit of food. Uh, and that didn't even include drinks, which came, to, in the end, to another £200. We were spending £1,400 <laughs> between us on this evening, and so we hoped to come away with something. It'd be nice, I'll give them the expense. Each of the cast spent what amounted to a quarter of their fee from the first series <laughs> on attending this shindig, taking their weekly average fee down to a paltry £65.11.8. pence. We needed to win this. And there was a good chance of getting something at least, because five shows were nominated in each category, but the first three won gold, silver and bronze. We talked about this in the pub beforehand. OK, the worst case scenario is that we don't win bronze and we don't win silver, and we've got one in three chance of winning the whole thing, and for a glorious moment, we'll think we might actually have won, and then bang... We've got nothing. Nothing but the shame of losing. Yeah. Yeah, well, who cares? Rich is paying for the drinks, right? As long as I can drink £200 worth of alcohol, then the whole evening will be worthwhile. Mm. <laughs> that was good. You were good as you saw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no, what, what's he doing here? Oh, hello there, the cast. <laughs> hello there, the cast of AI Automate. <laughs> it's me, Andrew Collins. Looks like I am in the new series after all. Why are you even here? You haven't been nominated for anything. No, not this year, no. But may I remind you that I have won the Sony Gold Award myself. <laughs> yeah, in 1995, in the last century, the last millennium, it was, was that you... was that not the same year your school made you your ex-pupil of the year? I mean, that's as good as the Sony Gold Award, isn't it? Not. In that it isn't as good. <laughs> no, no, this year I was the Sony Award judge. Not, not for your award, I should hasten to add, because if I had been, I would have made sure that you won aside I wouldn't I would have made sure you lost AI Ultimate AI Ultimate isn't the best internet show the Collins and Harry podcast is the best don't, don't what clap was, him what was that Andrew Collins no, no, don't clap him this did actually happen <laughs> anyway are you going to sit on our table at the ceremony tiny Andrew Collins because you were in our show that one time, after all your fucking moaning. No, no, I, I wish I could. I, I wish I could sit with you, my friend, apart from Dan Tetzler's impression of me is wildly inaccurate and insulting. <laughs> I do not sound like this! No, unfortunately, I, I, I have to sit with the other boring judges. Aside, not really. See? <laughs> Secretly, I'm going to be sitting on the sixth music table because it will be better for my career. I will do anything to be allowed to sit in for a pregnant DJ at 4am on a radio station that's going to be axed. <laughs> Sorry, what, pardon? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I hope you win your award. Aside, not really, I hope you lose. You know, Andrew, we couldn't hear you just, just saying aside in real life. I don't, Doesn't we, we I don't, can hear I don't, you. I don't, about <laughs> aside your cock juggling thunder <laughs> once we got to the ceremony we had a good indication that we weren't going to win anything what table are we on table 65 oh. 65 that doesn't sound like it'd be close to the stage they, they put the winners close to the stage yeah look it's it's uh, it's right out the back I mean, it's it's actually in another room it's uh, probably about quarter mile from the stage actually I'll just Check my pedometer. Actually, it, it's it's three quarters of a mile from the stage, behind some pillars. Yeah, it's it's not a posh table like everyone else is sitting at. It's a camping table, surrounded by unmatching chairs of different sizes. Like it's like the kids' table at Christmas dinner. Ah, well, we lost. We're still alcohol back here, right? Uh, our award was up quite early on, and despite all the bad omens, I was still hoping in my heart we might somehow pull this out of the bag, or at least get a silver. Surely, after 20 years, I must be owed an award, surely. Tony Blackburn, I was gonna, could meet him, he was going to come on stage to read out the results. Uh, hello, Poptastic. It's, uh, it's a great honour for me to read out the results for the best, best internet show. Really? Best internet show. Is that all I'm worth? That is, a, that is an insult. Uh, please come back to me, Tessa. The Bronze Award. The Bronze Award goes to the, me, the Guardian Media Podcast. 
Oh my god, I thought they'd win it! <gasps> we might win this. The silver award goes to Answer Me This. Oh my god, I thought if Guardian didn't win it, they'd win it, and that's it. Who's left? Oh, we... we might win. Who's left? It's us, or a documentary about Hillsborough, or the Hackney podcast about water supply. <laughs> We've got to beat them. They, they hardly sound funny at all. Well, they do. Shit, we might actually win this. I haven't prepared anything. What am I going to say if oh, we win? Just say cumpkins. That's it. We're not doing, we're not doing cumpkins anymore. It's dumpkins. <laughs> Could you pass me another beer, please? <laughs> Uh, and the Gold Award goes to a podcast that the judges described as being groundbreaking and innovative. <gasps> it's us! We're going to win! They prized its high production values. Oh, it's... <laughs> yeah, we're not, not, not going to win. We're not gonna it's win the that. Hackney oh. Podcast. Oh, Tessa, why did you leave me, Tessa? <laughs> oh. oh, brilliant. Well done, everyone. We didn't even place £1,400. We didn't even get a shitty bronze award. You fucking idiots. We're all, you're all fired. This is just embarrassing. And we will never know if we were fourth or fifth. It's the big question. Hi, guys. You're a long way back here, aren't you? I, I just wanted to come and say, bad luck there. You, you must have thought you were going to win, but then you didn't win, did you? <laughs> No, you lost. You, not like the time I won when I thought I was going to win. And then won, yeah, yeah. But remember, you know, it is a great honour. No, no, come on, it is a great honour just to be nominated. Aside, it isn't. It's an embarrassing humiliation. Oh, what's that, Jarvis? Oh, sorry, I better go back to my table near the front with Adam Buxton and Jarvis Cocker on it. Who won their awards? Well done. <laughs> Annoyingly, the uh, failure really got to me. I got drunk and petulant, and when Fiona Phillips came on to present an award, I, sh- I started booing her for being a horrible, phony, false-faced, sensationalist bitch. But we were, we were so... Yeah, she's a fucking cunt. Uh, come on, CPS, what are you going to do? It annoyed me. It annoyed me. She couldn't hear, though, because we were so far away from even hear it, so it was a waste of time. It annoyed me that we'd lost, and it annoyed me that I'd got annoyed. 1,400 fucking quid down the toilet. If I wanted to give 1,400 quid to Sony, I could at least have gone to a shop and got a high, you know, a big screen TV and a game system and a DVD player in return. All we had now was some overpriced wine, some manky cold lamb, and a sense of our own failure and worthlessness. It was like we'd been tricked by some conmen, like Ian Sony had called together the board of Sony for this express purpose. Sure, board members, yeah. What are Sony's profits in the last quarter? Uh, we made 79.2 billion yen, Mr Sony. Oh. Yeah, not bad, not bad, no, I don't. <laughs> Still going. <laughs> not bad, 79.2 billion yen. That's just an awful lot in money, I... I expect. How much is a yen worth? I don't know, but uh, even if a yen's only worth 10p, that's still loads of loads of money. What if it's worth a pound? Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah, and I suppose we get to share that out mostly between the three of us, don't we? I mean, 26 billion yen for three months' work. Hey, I'm glad I'm working here at Sony, (laughs) not say an actor in a poorly produced podcast. No, (laughs) no. You know, 26 billion yen is nice, yeah, but I'm not sure it's quite enough. My wife was badgering me. I I, I say, my wife was badgering me, (laughs) saying she wanted some new cushions. I I don't know if I can quite afford them. We we need a little bit more money. About about £1,400 should do it. I mean, how are we going to get that? Just a thought. But there's this podcast I listen to made by this fat bloke who can't get on TV anymore and who really needs a haircut. He's never won an award and I think he's vain and self-regarding enough to pay us 1,400 quid if we pretend he's got a chance of winning one. Oh, it's a good plan. And should we let him have the award, given he's paid so much for it? It'd be a lot funnier if we don't. Agree. <laughs> to uh, add insult to injury, when I got home, I found that my dinner jacket trousers, for some reason, had ripped at the crotch. <laughs> Not that I'm sexually excited by <laughs> booing Fiona Phillips. Uh, not only am I a failure, I am a fat failure. Who badly needs a haircut, don't you? Come on, girls. Yes? Don't ask the girls, there are two of them. <laughs> <laughs> seen the audience? Anyway, anyway, look, no, all joking aside, I think well done to us all for our Sony-nominated yeah. yeah. shows. Yeah, no, yeah, come on. Also, you know. Also, you know. <laughs> really. Quite as good. Also, don't forget, we nominated. We got nominated for a loaded laughter. Oh yeah, I had forgotten. Yeah, we did. Did we win that? Yeah. Um, 
No, no, we, we lost that because I rather publicly insulted the man who organises those awards on Twitter. So, no, we, uh, we lost those, Richard. No, so yeah. no, no awards? No. Any word from the, from the telly? No. Asking, asking us back? No. no. Good, I'm, I'm glad we're doing another series. Yeah, me of this. too. As it occurs to me, Sony nominated, left a loaded nominated, when nothing loses. Time to go down. Has Ian Sony there? <laughs> Pen that. Uh, time to go down into the audience to see if anything has occurred to anyone here this week. Has anyone had an exciting adventure this week? Hands up if you've had something good. Hello there, sir. Straight up. What's, what's happened to you this week? Yeah, it's good. Don't have to do the Nazi salute anymore. I've, I've changed. Um, the radio program I work on won two silvers at Sony Awards. <laughs> <laughs> the radio show. The radio show he works on won two silvers. At the Sony Awards. So what you're saying is you lost two awards as well. So uh, only the gold counts. You only meet Tony Blackburn with the gold. Uh, anyone else? Hello. But right back there. It's on the radio. You were on the radio? Yeah. What radio? It's a very radio-themed question. You're on a student radio show. Let me just repeat it because you're so far away. I'm like a little echo for you. Uh, you're on a studio radio show. Posted by a friend of yours. Not good enough. <laughs> you know, if we, if we, um, if we, no, it isn't. It's shit. If uh, if we did edit this show, that would be edited out. But it's, it has to stay in. What's your name? Uh, Max. Max. What? Uh, I was actually replacing Kevin Connolly from Dead Ringers. Does that make it any more important? It doesn't really. Doesn't well, you? You were replacing Kevin Connolly from Dead Ringers, the bloke that no one remembers from Dead Ringers. <laughs> um, what's your name, Max? Max, what's the surname? Nah, no, because no, I was going to say his full name and tell everyone to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> um, if you know a Max who works on a student radio show and replaced Kevin Connolly from Dead Ringers, just give him a dead arm or something. No, nothing serious. Don't blow him up. Uh, anyone else? Hello. These are the best M&M's you've ever tasted. Really, can you tell the difference between the vintage of M&M's, seriously, from one packet to the next? They're strawberry and peanut butter. Have you just made some M&M's of your own? I don't really want them. I'm trying to lose some weight unsuccessfully, as you may have noticed. If you can see me behind this mic stand. Um... (laughs) Strawberry and peanut butter and M&M's. Do you work for M&M's? Because this would be a really shitty way of getting a viral ad going. Hey, everyone. Yeah, eat these. They're eaten by the kind of person who shout things out. And... The number 11 podcast in the country. Right, let's go for one more person. Anyone else got... Hello, right, very close. Bryony, I believe. Hello. Uh, blue tit, let me pick it up in the garden. <laughs> oh, I've got so much to say about that. Hey, um, a blue tit, let, let you pick it up in the garden. Like you were in uh, that Disney film, the racist one. What's it called? They're narrowing it down a bit. You know, the zippity doo da, zippity a. I better not sing that. I have to give Walt Disney some money. Uh, so, um, hello, there's the one over here. I'm like, it's very exciting that a bluebird. Oh, no, 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 the blue tit. The blue tit. She let, do you have magic powers? Are you like St. Francis of the CC usually? Uh, do you admire me for not going, a uh, girl, let me pick her up with her blue tits? I mean, I'm, I'm nice. I'm a good comedian. I, I, I turned away from that. What are you going to say? Sorry, Bernie. His foot was caught on the mat. You trapped a blue tit. That's what you're saying. I laid a blue tit trap in the garden. I caught it. The bird was struggling around, trying to escape. I grabbed it, broke its wing, choked it to death, cooked it in a pie. He gave it a cuddle. Because, Brian, we established this in the, uh, in the first half that you don't hear at home. He's a care worker. Do you care for blue tits? Is that what it... Main, is that the main, the main care? Just the, just the mentally ill. That's... that's that's brought a downer on that one, isn't it? I tell you, that's... Now I look bad. We'll go for one more over here. What's, what's happened over there? The, the gentleman here. I discovered I'm an Inuit. You discovered you're an Inuit? <laughs> <laughs> How did you discover that? You woke up, thought, hey, thought this, 
house is made of ice. What's going on? This? I eat this. I thought it's this, but it's seal blubber. What's going on? How did you discover that? Through your earwax. <laughs> I think there may be a whole show in you. We may have to get you back because uh, someone tested your earwax and the DNA had Inuits. Is that what it is? Because because also they've just found out that human beings five percent Neanderthal. If you're not an African, the Africans are the actually. I'm afraid to tell Dick. I beg your pardon, Nick Griffin. That <laughs> Africans are actually the pure Homo sapiens, whilst the rest of us uh, had sex with monkeys. <laughs> I think maybe in your family, Nick Griffin, maybe quite a lot of monkeys. So, um, well, thank you very much. It's lovely to speak to you. I think we'll just press straight on because we're we'll press on. I think because we've uh, give yourselves a round of applause. Wednesday. I was on tour all week doing readings of my new book, How Not to Grow Up. Uh, have I mentioned that yet? Uh, it's, I was in various bookshops up and down the country. I arrived in Liverpool, and it's quite exciting. The driver of the taxi I got took me to the hotel, told me that just 20 minutes before, he'd been listening to my six music podcast. I got quite a kick out of that, because you never know with these things if anyone listens. And I, you know, I don't get recognised very often, so that was quite a kick. Then when I got to the posh hotel that I was staying in, the receptionist always see, all my, always, also seemed just delighted to see me. <laughs> so delighted for a second oh, he yeah. couldn't speak. Oh, hi. Hello. Welcome to the hotel. Cool shades. I like your shades. Oh, thanks very much. Just checking in. I'm Mr. Herring. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what are your plans this evening? And, and he recognised me too, like the taxi driver? Was it just his job to be this friendly to the point of being a bit over familiar? Was I the most famous man in Liverpool? Did they see me as a kind of god here, whether you be a lowly taxi driver or a lowly hotel receptionist? Everyone knew and loved me. From the look in his eye, I thought he must know who I was. So I said, well, I'm doing a book reading and uh, then I'm doing a gig at uh, Baby Blue. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, good luck with those, yeah. Now, we've upgraded you to one of our sixth floor rooms overlooking the river at no extra cost. Lovely. Was, he, was this like being famous? Was I being like treated like a famous person put me in a better room? I still wasn't sure because the lady at the previous hotel in the same chain had been similarly keen to know about my plans for the evening. So this intrusiveness could just been a part of the training. Were they trying to give me the illusion that I was special? But in fact, they, just, they did this to everyone. And uh, you'll be one of the Guardian this morning as well? How did you know about that? Is that on the computer from yesterday? Oh, well, we aim to That's please. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, there's your key card, Mr Herring. Wow, he'd been so nice. Uh, but did he know me or not? You know, it's weird for me because if, if I were, occasionally I get recognised by people. If I was properly famous, I would know that everyone knew who I was. And if I was completely unknown, I'd be able to tell when people were just being arse licky as part of their jobs. But because I am what the Cheddar Valley Gazette correctly describes as a nationally known comedian... <laughs> It's hard for me to tell the you know when they did the difference. The, the hotel was really really posh. I won't name the chain, but it's so sophisticated and pretentious that the lift talks to you in French. Troisième étage. And it was like a really sexy voice as well. You know, I, I've never been so turned on in a lift in my life, except for that time that Pakalakadakdak was in that one with me when I touched his briefcase with one of my hands. That was good. But uh, to be honest, it was so good. I spent most of my time in the hotel just riding about in the lift, pressing the buttons and getting off on it, talking to me. Premier étage. That's right, you dirty little lift. Yeah, yeah. We're just getting started. Morning. Oh, God, someone's pressed every button. Yeah, they have. It was me. Deuxième étage. You like it when I take you to the second floor, huh? Sorry? I'm not talking to you, idiot. Is this your floor? No. Then why did you press... Oh, Jesus. It's a nice lift, though, isn't it? I don't know what you mean. You know, she likes it when I press her buttons. She likes it. Stop talking to me. Troisième Yeah, you know it is, baby. Come on. Sorry, are you getting off here? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, you disgust me. Let me out. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're the one with the problem, mate. Me and this lifter in love. Right? In love, I tell you. And if that offends you, then you're the sick one here. You're, you're sick. You're the sick one trying to turn this into a... It's just the two of us. You're trying to make it into a threesome or something. Oh, just let me out of here. I'll use the stairs. Now who's the pervert? That's unnatural, mate. Using, using stairs for your evil purposes. Sorry about that, darling. We, we knew this. Let's just get back to the mood. We knew this would be difficult. People aren't ready for a man being in love with a lift. Quatrième étage. At last, we're at fourth base. Time to insert my special key into your control override panel. By which I mean my penis into your control override panel. If I can just squeeze it in. 
Yeah, I'm, you know, sorry, sir. I'm the manager of this hotel. We've, we've had some complaints about you uh, riding around in the lift. Listen, that other guest had just something in for me. No, 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 not from a guest. Uh, this, came, this complaint came from within the hotel itself, sir. There have been complaints of sexual harassment in the workplace. I haven't been sexually harassing anyone. Yeah, look, we know what's been going on in here, right? Sorry, would you mind stop trying to put your penis into the control over our system <laughs> while I'm talking to look, you? Look, this isn't sexual harassment. It's not sexual harassment if they like it. That is the rule. No. I'll have you know that I love your lift and I intend to marry her. Ben, en fait, je ne l'aime pas. Il est gros, il tout. Il aurait vraiment besoin d'un coup de cheveau et je crois qu'il vient de me péter des dents. Well, she says, I do not love him. He's fat and he smells and he badly needs a haircut and I think he just farted in me. I like some of the audience got that like earlier, the clever ones were laughing before the translation. Well, if you're going to be like that, you little cop tease, then I have no option but to use the other lift. Bonjour, Really? Did we really do oh, that? Did we, just, did we really... Ending the sketch well, with a David gay... Williams, I could get away with it. I, I'm not. That's ending the sketch with oh. a gay lift coming Is this it's the 1970s? Did Dick Emery die for nothing? Well, I had to kill him. None of that actually happened, obviously. I, so, I don't know where that sketch came from. I was writing this quite late at night. I don't know where that came from. Uh, because I only even mentioned the list were pretentious to give you some descriptive colour before going on to tell you what really happened. Once I got into the room in this sophisticated hotel, I noticed there was quite an unpleasant smell coming from the toilet. It's, it smelled like someone, had, to be honest, had flushed a dumpkin down there. <laughs> See, dumpkin's catching on. I was, uh, I was on my way out for my signing. I hoped it would go away. But when I got back, the whole room was full of the smell. But being English... I I didn't want to complain about it. I was going to let it go, but then I turned on the tap and it wouldn't turn off again. I thought, I'm going to have to say something. So I went back down uh, to reception. I was still feeling embarrassed because I'm English and you're not meant to complain even if your room smells of shit. I mean, it was someone else's shit as well. That was the, that was the problem. Uh, this is pretty much word for word what happened. Uh, he- hello, um, ex- excuse me. Yeah, just a second on the phone. Sorry. Yeah, of course. I waited for about three minutes uh, as he talked to someone else. Yeah, sorry about that. Hello again. How's your evening going? Good, thanks. Um, look, I'm sorry to bother you, but there's a couple of problems with my room. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Yeah, well, my tap's broken. It won't, it won't turn off. Oh, dear. Yeah, and well, look, also, really, my room smells a little bit uh, strange. It smells really bad, actually, if I'm honest. In oh, well, I'm, you know, sorry about that, sir. We'll, we'll move you to another room. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah. And we'll give you a free upgrade to a superior room at no extra expense. Oh, look, OK, thanks, thanks very much. Yeah, no, no problems at all. Apart from that, is everything OK with you today? Yeah. Yeah, lovely, thanks. Right, well, there's your new room key. Thanks very much, Mr. Merring. <laughs> so that pretty much confirmed that he didn't know who I was, but I, he'd, um, he'd misread his own handwriting from earlier on the key card. I, I let the name thing go. I was just relieved to be out of the shit-stinking room, but I couldn't believe what a wuss I'd pin in that whole conversation. I really wished I could have had a second go at that encounter if I could just turn back time. But thanks to the magic of AI Optima, tonight I can. If I could turn back time, what would I do differently? Oh, if I could turn back time. Excuse me, I've got a couple of quite serious complaints. Yeah, just a second on the phone. No, I won't wait a couple of seconds. Put the phone down now and talk to me. OK, I'll call you back. Hello again, how's your evening going? You, look, are you being friendly to me because you recognise me from the telly or something? Or are you just like this with everyone? Hey? It doesn't matter. Look, I'm staying here in your posh hotel with your pretentious, whorish, French-speaking lips. And admittedly, I haven't paid for it myself, but it costs a lot of money. So, A, I would expect to have taps that turn off. Of course. Shush, oh. I haven't finished yet. And, B, I would also expect to have a room that doesn't smell of human faeces. It's a small thing, I know, but, you know, I'm a little bit fussy about things oh, like I, that. I, I'm sorry about that, sir. We will move you to another room. Yeah, I should fucking well hope you will. The room you gave me smelled of shit. And we'll, we'll give you a free upgrade to a superior room. Oh, really? And what is a superior room in this hotel? Is that a room that doesn't smell like the inside of a fat dead man's colon? Is that... Well, you have to pay extra, usually, in this place to ensure you don't have parfumed anus throughout your room, do you? 200 quid, not enough for a room that doesn't smell of dog shit. And apparently you've already upgraded me once. Imagine how awful the room I was booked into must have been. Was there a dead skunk in the bed in that one? Or actual shit smeared over the walls, like in a Northern Irish prison? Should I be grateful for having a room? Should I be grateful for having a room that only smells of shit? You're, you're so good to me. 
no problem at all. Uh, apart from that, everything else okay? Yeah, yeah, apart from the basic plumbing not working and the room smelling like Bridgewater, the stinkiest town in the world, on a day where the sewers all also overflowed. Yeah, everything was great. You can give yourself 10 out of 10 for everything apart from those two trivial details, apart from the things not working and the shit stink. Everything's brilliant. There's your new room key. Uh, thanks very much, Mr Merring. What did you call Mr. Merring? Merring? Have you ever met anyone with a surname Merring? That's it's not a name. That's your own handwriting you're reading there. You can't even read it properly. Mr. Merring? Serious. You check me in, pretending to be my mate, and you can't even remember my actual name two hours later. It appears you didn't recognise me. When I came in, you're all, Oh, hey, hello, great to see you. Love the shades. Oh, what are you up to tonight? That's just the way you act for everyone, isn't it? Like, you know them like they're your friend. Well, yeah, obviously it's part of the training. But if you do that to everyone, regardless of who they are, if you actually know or like them, you know, it doesn't make the whole gesture phony and meaningless. If you're that familiar with everyone, regardless of whether they've done anything to deserve it, then how is anything meant to take that as anything... How's anyone meant to take that as anything but an insult? And it's very confusing when, like me, you're someone who occasionally, but by no means always, get recognised by strangers. You haven't factored that into the process. Most people must know that you don't actually know who they are and they can enjoy your insane charade, but I thought you knew me and liked me and now I feel soiled. I, I arrive, you just lie to my face, put me in a room that smells of shit. You, you should be ashamed of yourself. Do you have any idea who I am? Mr. Merring? No, I'm not. I'm not Mr. Merring. That's an H. That's your herring. No one's called Merring. Right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, herring is a much more sensible... Yeah, it is. I'm... I am Richard Herring. I was nominated for a Sony Award last week. Oh, right. Did you win? No. No. Silver? No. Bronze, at least. Oh, dear. Just shut up. Thanks for your help. If I could turn back time, what would I do differently? I'd be a prick to receptionists. If I could turn back time... Yeah, I was a bit of a prick there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, time for some more music. Will you please give it up for the topical stylings of Mr. Christian Riley? Thank you. Just a little song. Just a little song. There's been some protests in Greece this week about the IMF coming in to run their economy. And, you know, I thought that would be really a funny thing to write about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I want to show solidarity with the uh, Greek protesters. Uh, <clears throat> Across the Eurozone to the protesters on the streets of Greece. Let me tell you why I can't get with the IMF fooling around with our economies. And anyone who saw Mission Impossible should be asking the same question as me What the fuck did those guys know about running an economy? You know, I just can't see the impossible mission force coming up with any kind of effective fiscal policy. I mean, they're not bad at making rubber masks, rescuing foreign diplomats that have been kidnapped. But I just can't see how the impoverished Greeks can benefit from their espionage techniques. But I won't blather on. Because the premise of this song Self-destructs in five seconds. Thank you very much. So that's nearly the end of the first show. If you've enjoyed listening to this at home, then we're doing seven more this time round. So why not come down to the Leicester Square Theatre? The last two are at the Bloomsbury Theatre. You can see this live. This year we've got an exclusive 45-minute stand-up set by me, which doesn't appear on the internet. And you can hang around afterwards and have a drink with all the other nerds who come and queue up for the toilet with all the men. Uh, and you can meet the cast members and you can say cumpkins to our board faces. It's dumpkins now, Grandad. Uh, if you can't make it down and have enjoyed this free podcast then you can show your appreciation by supporting our other work if all 30,000 of you were to buy my book How Not to Grow Up that would be a good start um. or you know if, if you want to read a funny book um, then buy my W.H. Smith's Book of the Month the, ten, the Book of the Me which is prominently displayed in all stores while Richard's book's a little bit harder to find 
How about you, Christ? Any, any live gigs? I'm doing uh, Buckinghamshire University in High Wycombe on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And Friday and Saturday, I'm in Liverpool. I'll, I'll give you the address of a uh, hotel we're staying. <laughs> doing Raw High Comedy Club. <laughs> There's shit on the walls. Good. Uh, have you got anything to plug, Dan? Well, I mean, the last thing the world needs is another musical comedian or a mildly amusing book, so no. But um, <laughs> if you have enjoyed my bits this evening, then why not send cash or a cheque payable to me, Dan Tetzel, T T S E L L, to the Leicester Square Theatre, Leicester Square London. And if you balk at actually giving us money, then why not donate some money to Scope, which is a charity I've been working with. In fact, if you go to www.justgiving.com slash Christ on a Bike before May the 20th and donate at least £15, you can get your actual name in my next Edinburgh programme and all that money goes to a brilliant charity and not to Dan Tetzel to selfishly spend on his young child. Uh, send, him, send him some nappies, maybe that might help him out. Not Four soiled plus. ones. Four plus, Four plus. unsoiled. This. If preferably, uh, and do spread the word about. The, please do spread the word about the podcast at the very least to all your friends and enemies. Uh, and excuse me, um, are you Richard Merring? No, no, I'm Richard Herring. There's no such name as Merring. It's right, Herring. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't read my own writing. That you do the as it occurs to me podcast, though. Right? Yeah, I do do that. In fact, we're doing it right now. You're interrupting the end of it. Actually, it's quite inconvenient and spoiling the show. Uh, so, could you wait for a few minutes? Yeah, I'm afraid I can't wait a few minutes, sir. I am from the CPS and. <laughs> I couldn't help overhearing you saying that you were going to blow up Robin Hood Airport. Yeah, that was a joke. Yeah, but you said, and I quote, I'm not joking. But that was a joke to say I'm not joking. That was a joke. Well, it doesn't seem funny to me to say something that isn't funny and is quite serious and then say, I'm not joking. See, to me, that isn't a joke. It's someone saying garlic bread. (laughs) Now... That is a joke, but not if he says, I'm not joking, afterwards. That would take away all the funniness, which you said is just a threat. Yeah, but I'm not going to blow Robin Hood Airport sky high, though, obviously. Well, so it's not even a good threat. I mean, you're disappointing on every level, I'm afraid. I am going to have to give you a criminal record and a fine of £1,000. Well, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to pay it. Well, then I'll send in the anti-terrorist policemen who are trained to shoot anyone who even looks vaguely like they might be doing terrorism in the head seven times. All right, you can have the door money from tonight. I'm sorry, guys, we're not going to be able to pay you anything tonight. Uh, do, do I have to give you £1,000 for saying I was going to bum Michael Gove with a chair leg? No, that's fair comment. Fair enough. <laughs> Here's the money, so it's in change, mostly. So. Great, yeah, that's, that's fine. Good, well, I'll, I'll call off the police. You were lucky this time. We only have to be lucky once. Is that a threat? Yes. <laughs> but who prosecutes the prosecutors? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Interesting piece of heavy-handed satire to end on. Tonight. So, uh, makes you think, though, doesn't it, about the stuff that's going on. Well, that's, uh, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next. I've, I've had enough of this. I'm going out. I'm going to the bar. Hey, Mr. Sony. Yeah, it's me. He fell for it completely. Got another grand off him. Lovely. That'll buy my wife a new throw for the settee. Good work. Now call the real CPS and make sure he gets sent to prison. The ungrateful little shit. I made that lukewarm lamb myself. <laughs> I am evil. And for some reason from Yorkshire, when all logic says I should be Japanese. Ah, so. Bye. <laughs> As it occurs to me, it was written before by Richard Rain with Dan Tetzel and me, TV's Emma Kennedy. Richard Riley did all the musical bits and Ben Walker was the producer and thus the one legally responsible if the real CPS do decide to prosecute us. With thanks to Damien Cornwell, Kelly Enfield, Alice Russell, Rob Sedgwick and everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. A special thanks to Orange Mark and the British Comedy Guide. This is an Avalon Sky Potato and Fuzz production. Now I'm off to gargle some salty jizz around my mouth like it's brackish mouthwash. Mmm, Hey, you said we cut that out! (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>